0: you sick for this one for this one for
1: this one for- bong check one two check check there we go there we go there we go y'all can hear me now i hope that's what's up i appreciate y'all for uh checking me out y'all can hear me now yes right i know I'm where uh, i had to get it situated right so let me know in the chat room yo peace and love my name is manny faces you're checking out the new york hip-hop report on facebook live and on nyhiphopreport.com uh what up to everyone checking in uh, <laughs> Natalie Crew, I should, I should have um, that elevator music um, rocking with me when I do this. Listen, I apologize. I had a couple of uh, technical difficulties. You'll see my whole my whole ambiance is different this week. I made that move I talked about uh, a couple weeks ago. I uh, said I was going to be moving. I uh, made that move. Got a new little situation happening here. So I'm, I'm literally like plugged in, but not 100% like I used to have it where everything was situated. Lovely. Uh, so I appreciate you for, um, you know, bearing with me for a few minutes while I, I get, um, while I get right. Uh, once again, my name is Manny Faces. Uh, this is the New York Hip Hop Report. It's something I started. Uh, uh, I don't know, like four four years ago, just about on an audio podcast. Tip uh, it used to be on Blog Talk Radio, and uh, you can still find it as a, as a podcast. By the way, if you subscribe on iTunes uh, or you know wherever you find your podcast, you search for us. It's still the New York Hip Hop Report. So we take the audio from these shows and we still pop it on the podcast. Uh, so there's definitely that uh, that aspect of it. If you just like the audio. Of course, you're checking me out right now live on Facebook Live or at nyhiphopreport.com with the embed. Um, And, of course, the videos live here in perpetuity as well. So just trying to flip it, do something a little bit different. Uh, uh, This is now episode six of the new format. Uh, I'm trying to be every Wednesday at 10 p.m. Again, y'all bear with me. I'm the only human, and uh, my staff is my dog and uh, baby girl faces. So they don't really help me out that much when it comes to logistics and, um, and show planning and, uh, things like that. So I'm doing the best I can, but thank you once again, for checking me out. Uh, my job really is to just tell y'all or whoever's interested, uh, about kind of the ins and outs of, of what's happening in New York area, hip hop music and culture. It's something I love and something I've been a part of, uh, but it's something that, I you know, I, I got kind of like that journalistic mind and I feel like it's important to document. So. It's yes, it's me, and yes, it's my face, and um, you know I'm gonna try to, uh, you know, be clever and, and say things that'll keep you engaged. Uh, but it's really about the information I provide uh, that's important. So I appreciate y'all for checking me out. Um, shouts to uh, everyone checking in. My man, ill spoken, uh, had the crazy album release party last night. Ill spoken as I uh, had a great album release party. I had the the pre- uh, privilege and honor of hosting. This great event at Orleans Grocery. We're going to talk about that in a little bit. I want to recap that uh, as well. Um, Shouts to Jason Outlaw. Thank you, sir, for letting me know that my uh, sound situation was uh, unsituated. Natalie Crew, as always. Natalie Crew, you've been down with me forever, and I love you to death for it. Uh, Culture Fix. Y'all got to check out Culture Fix. Go on Twitter and find Culture Fix. Look for the hashtag Culture Fix every Tuesday, depending on where you are. In the afternoon, they have a Twitter chat, which really touches on a lot of great topics, including... Um, Oh, man, we've touched everything on on uh, on music and and art and uh, uh, activism and and so there's just so many topics to touch about multicultures. Everyone trying to figure out you know how to best um, do the right thing in this crazy world. Shouts to Jed Mori. Shouts to Mori Publishing. Uh, this episode is brought to you by Newsbeat. Newsbeat is a great new uh, I think great, but. You know i know what i'm talking about Uh, a great new journalism project that i'm involved with and uh super proud and honored to be a part of that i'll talk about that in a little bit and of course as always uh, nyhiphopreport.com is where you can find this episode as well as past episodes uh they're all kind of there and little write-ups and all that jazz there's an email mailing list you can sign up for it i don't really do a lot of emailing i should do more emailing um and i won't sell your list or try to sell you viagra uh, unless I got a great deal, because, you know, I mean, everyone got a hustle. Uh, but uh, you should sign up for the email list there, because once we get a little bit more situated, uh, we'll have some great uh, news and, and updates and uh, special events and special offers and stuff like that. So nyhiphopreport.com, and you can follow me around. Shouts to my Instagram, folks. Um, I'm on Instagram Live as well. Manny Faces NY. Shouts to Jux Diamonds, uh, great artist has been rocking for a long time. Shouts to Carmen and Dira. What up, love? And uh, Hip Hop Hacks is in the, is in the building. Um, I want to talk about Hip Hop Hacks. This was a great event this weekend again. I was honored and privileged to be a part of. So I am picking things that I'm a part of, but I also don't like to waste my time and be a part of things that aren't worth picking. So uh, I hope that uh, despite my personal attachment to some of these events you'll recognize that I'm telling you uh, the real deal. Um, Once again, this episode is brought to you by Birthplace Magazine, the number one uh, website for New York hip-hop, right? So we cover New York hip-hop music and culture, been doing it for a long time, about eight years, nine years now. I'm the the founder and editor-in-chief. And of course, on here, you will see some great content from New York area hip-hop artists and, and especially touching upon the culture and other aspects of hip-hop that don't get the love uh that they should you know what i mean so uh like for instance right here i mean you'll see some recent videos shouts to camba shouts to james leon shouts to um uh asap ferg and them uh but you also see this is a great track by track breakdown of crimdella's bury me and Go" volume one this is a great album i definitely want y'all to check this album out it has substance it has style it has some some messaging and, and it's not preachy, but it's really dope. And, and, um, and, and is a great example of the kind of hip hop. I know I hear a lot of people looking for, um, they think don't exist anymore because we're overrun by the radio, but Crumdella got a nice joint and you should check that out. Shouts to Clarence Fruster for putting together this track by track breakdown. But again, Mikhail Amin Lee, this is a, a, a hip hop artist educator, right? So we have, uh, articles about more than just hip-hop music you know what i mean um the best thing about new york uh, birthplace mag.com is the hip-hop event calendar uh, if i do say so myself i help curate it but it's also super super important that you check it out on a regular basis you will not find a better collection of hip-hop events in the new york area i promise you I promise you. Right here, you'll see, hey, that's us tonight. Right there, boom. But uh, again, the lesson of Arlene's Groceries, the 90s party, dynamic rockers anniversary, the big uh, B-boy crew, uh, you know, that's rocking. No, no, You won't find that on your radio stations or your, you know what I mean, your... Source magazines or double XLs—they don't—they don't tell you these things, right? So we got some of the big names, but we also got some of the up-and-comers. We got events like Supreme Bars, Toka Tuesdays. We got uh, the Pitch Black Brass Band coming up. Uh, you know, so so many good things happening. The summer of Bonfire. Shouts to Bonfire Radio, often a sponsor of this show. So a really great assortment of events uh, that cover the spectrum of hip-hop music and culture. Shouts to the UK on a check-in. Shouts to Paul Hunter from uh constant county durham uk blimey we've got people from the uk uh, you got uh what up mark smith i'm talking about it man i'm doing what i can so yeah shouts to you i'm asking you one favor if so far you're like oh this guy's like on point he has a little cnn type shit and you know he's saying some things and he knows what's going on share this video right quick if you're on facebook just share the video right quick you know if i put in the words hey share this video the facebook will look at me and they'll side eye and they won't let me they won't let it appear very high, but if you share it physically right now, because I'm telling you, they're they not hip to that. So I appreciate it, though, if you share the video right now, let some people tune in and find out what we're talking about. Um, getting great numbers, great, great visitors, great um, uh, feedback on a new format. So it takes a lot of work to do because, as you know, there's a lot of technological hocus pocus going on here. And again, I'm just one dude, but uh, we try to make it happen the best that we can. That all being said um let's get into it let's talk about um what do you call it uh what i like to call uh the week in review ah you like that right transitions so listen um two two big events that happened this week that i want to talk about although let me take it back a step last i don't know if i talked about this in the last episode if you follow me on social media you definitely saw me shouting out these two events that happened last week on friday uh in new york city Um, the first is a weekly event. It happens every Friday and I talk about them a lot, but, um, every person who hasn't heard me, uh, needs to know about this event because it's super great. And it happens every Friday night in New York city during the warm months, during the, during the good months. And it has been warm, you know what I mean? Say word. Uh, but the legendary Cypress crew, uh, is out in union square park every friday night from 8 p.m to midnight and what they do is they got a cypher going now you guys might know the cypher the uh, the idea of a cypher a rap cypher a dance cypher a knowledge cypher uh you know a freestyle cypher uh getting in a circle and just kind of everybody taking turns at expressing their craft uh legendary cyphers is rather legendary you know they do this pretty well that uh, was founded and started by uh, Majesty. We talk about Majesty every now and then. Uh, rest in peace to the great uh, Daniel Majesty Sanchez, uh, who passed away, um, about, I guess about a year and a half ago. And uh, but was a great voice and a great uh, advocate and a great fighter for things like independent hip hop and for social justice uh, and merging the two. I talk about him a lot in those. Uh, aspects because he did a great job at that so legendary cyphers did a memorial uh in remembering In remembering we always remember majesty they always remember majesty but a special dedication his family was present and that's what's great about legendary cyphers is right there in the middle of new york city and and visitors come and tourists come and everyone comes past there and and takes part in it and it's rap it's hip-hop and it's not what they what you what people like to what people mistakenly think of when they think of rap and hip-hop which is the violence or the misogyny or the top 40 radio or the mumble rap or all that stuff it's a group of people strangers sometimes held together by a core in the middle of the park in new york city and it gets bigger and bigger and there's a huge crowd and the people stop and they're entertained And it's respectable, and it's fun, and it's exciting, and it's, you know, rap. So shouts to Legendary Cyphers for continuing uh, to keep that tradition alive. Union Square Park every Friday night, 8 p.m. to midnight. And then later that night down at the Mockingbird, which is a a nice uh, venue, Uh, El Gant, uh, who's a a rapper uh, as well, uh, owns this establishment as far as as I know, owns it. And uh, he had a great event there, uh, remembering another fallen uh, hip-hop hometown hero. Uh, A brother named uh, Robert Diaz, P.H. Pumpkinhead. Uh, So Pumpkinhead uh, passed away a bunch of years ago um, as well. But he was a super, super um, important part of the the independent hip-hop community in New York City. See, if you know me for some years, I've talked about the fact that New York hip-hop isn't dead. It isn't, you know, what what people say it is just because it may not always live on a radio. And just because our radio says that it's where hip-hop lives, it's not. And we know that. And a lot of people don't, there's a, there's a separation here. So it's sort of like fake news, right? It's like hot 7 is telling you fake news, right? So what we try to tell you is all these things exist in and around New York city. And you just got to kind of know where to go. And we, we try to be the hub of information for that. So, um, yeah. Uh, what up? Will Gunn? How are you, sir? Um, so, so when you, when you think about independent hip hop in New York city, you hear things, well, you, you hear a lot of things like people don't get along uh, New York hip hop kind of eats its 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 young, and once 50 Cent came and ruined New York hip hop. There's such a camaraderie and 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 love and and uh, uh, collaboration between. Uh, sometimes it's factions. Sometimes you got an area of folks over here that are doing their thing together, and then uh, over here they doing their thing together. Uh, brother like Pumpkinhead (PH) uh, brought a lot of these factions together, from the Eo Dub crew to you know to just a- different a- aspects of um of new york city hip-hop underground scene the mcmi folks um and and it was represented at his um memorial uh you know event as well uh at the mockingbird so i wanted to shout out people there there was a lot of performances i I cut out a little early. i I basically went to kind of pay respects and um and show love um there were definitely some luminaries in the house uh ph was uh, uh, recognized and, and respected from ogs down to you know new jacks and and how his children are are living up in his his legacy so shouts to that whole family shouts to everyone involved in those two things now this sounds great manny i wish i knew about these things i hear that all the time but you got to check the birthplace magazine event calendar man there's really no other place where you could um find these things and you should make sure that you uh you swing by birthplacemag.com on any given day and make sure that you uh Uh, check our calendar for whatever is upcoming, these events will be on there, Uh, I do think we're the only ones that really, um, you know, put forth this kind of effort, shouts to uh, Supreme Bars, I think they have events on their website, shouts to upcominghiphop.net, they have New York City area events on their website, and I love them, and you know, I'm never about not shouting out media, like other people doing media, even though I'm on the brunt of that sometimes, because there's a lot of media that don't want to tell our story but that's okay but i show love to th- they show love back so shouts to them uh, but we're really good at this right we're really good at putting stuff on the calendar so that's that um real quick more events uh uh i'll talk about hip-hop hacks hip-hop hacks is an amazing event shouts to summer from the mixtape museum shouts to martha diaz from the hip-hop education center shouts to the folks from the monthly music hackathon shouts to the folks at spotify When I tell people that I'm going to a hip hop hackathon, where we're going to put together hip hop and technology, some people kind of don't understand what I'm talking about. They say those things don't typically go together. And I say, well, um, you have no idea what you're talking about. Uh, Hip hop from the beginning has hacked everything from technology to fashion to commerce to the music business itself. I mean, when we talk about two turntables and a mic, like plugging electricity into the street lamps, when we talk about mixtapes, which didn't, I mean, that became a multi, probably billion dollar, but certainly multi, 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 multi 1000000 dollars business that was like invented by hip hop DJs, the hip hop fashion, the streetwear culture, multi billion dollar industry, again, off of the backs of hip hop. You know, pioneers and architects and participants who built industries off of these things. So, when you look at hip hop, it's like when you look at hacking and technology and innovation, well, hip hop's always been at the forefront of that. There may not be another youth oriented social movement that's been more associated with technology and innovation than hip hop, right? So, when hip hop hacks came along a couple of years ago, Uh, I was, I I got super excited to get involved and talk about it and tell people about it. You know, it's, it's a a super duper beautiful thing. Um, they do. So the big thing is that there's a yearly event right now. It's yearly. Maybe it's going to be more, maybe it's going to be in other cities, but for the past two years, it's been held at Spotify headquarters. And the last one was just the other uh, day, uh, just the other day, Saturday. Um, and what we had was we had an amazing assortment of exactly that arts and technology, right? There were panel discussion. I'm gonna go through the Hip Hop Hacks EDU Instagram feed right quick. That's the easiest way for me to do this and to show you all the great things that happen. Um, follow them on, on Instagram, Hip Hop Hacks EDU. Follow them on Twitter, Hip Hop Hacks, I believe, and on Facebook at Hip Hop Hacks. There were panel discussions. Uh, this was great because it was social media and um, uh, uh, mental health issues right? So how does social media, how does the internet uh, affect social, uh, 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 mental health issues and, and depression and, and people being able to communicate. I mean, that's a brilliant topic and hip hop is right in the middle of all that. You know what I mean? So that was a great panel discussion that happened. Uh, we'll go through a couple of these real quick just so I can give you the make uh, school was there. they are a, a uh, uh, basically a, a, a private school where you can uh, learn to code, learn coding, right? They were sponsors for the past year and a half. What I loved about the make schools that last year, I think they, they, uh, uh there was a young lady named, I think Julia Geist, I believe is her name. She got uh, involved. She was there. She was interested. She sat in on a journalism panel. I did. She got down with the make school folks. Uh, I think she got, maybe got a scholarship. They gave out a scholarship. She did her thing. She's coding. She got a job bong, like from like neophyte to Neo, right through hip hop hacks and make school. So shouts to them, for that hey there's a picture of me my man divine the fourth letter this guy is brilliant he's uh, uh, an artist he's also been involved in uh the, the venture capitalist fund you can read about him in forbes right you can read him about uh, about him with ben horowitz and he's doing uh, uh some great work in the venture capitalism bringing hip-hop into the venture capitalism world uh has some great new initiatives regarding uh, uh, uh mass incarceration uh you know so you and, and financial literacy for the typically underserved minority communities, people of color, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So follow on Instagram, Divine the Fourth Letter, and find out more about my man, Divine. We go way back, man. It was good to see him. Uh, Martha Diaz, once again, shouts to Martha Diaz. Uh, she was, she's part of the Hip Hop Education Center. I'm going to circle back to her in a little bit when I get into this Hip Hop Museum talk that I'm about to get into. Uh, she gave a great talk, and she's leading a great uh, uh, Hip Hop. Uh, what do you call it? Uh, archival, like preserving the culture digitally, making sure that all the artifacts, all the timelines, all the uh, uh, documentation is preserved for for eternity uh, through digital archiving, the digital humanities. Big shouts to Martha Diaz and um and the hip-hop education center so hey i dj'd also uh but i also did a um the breakbeat lou shout out to the great breakbeat lou man there were veterans in the house uh hank shockley from the great uh bomb squad the fu- uh, public enemy production team was there they were doing some uh uh, uh beat critiques uh, a lot of stuff going on a lot of people in attendance uh jr robinson sam sellers aka rabbi dark side did a great um uh, uh a great uh workshop on freestyling Right. Uh there were a lot of hacks going on. People presented their hacks. Shouts to A King right there with me and Fly Lady Die. Uh they were there. Um A King, of course, from PNC Radio and works with the Combat Jack show. Uh Fly Lady Die is everywhere. Photographer Extraordinaire. Um Efe from uh the WBLS and uh, uh shouts to DJ Speeds, I Meek, the great Hank Shockley. Again, so great people in effect. The oh, these brothers opened up for um uh, uh wild profits they, they open up at summer jam they were up there learning trying to get gems uh you look at this you had an mpc made out of a pizza box i'm just gonna leave it at that you had an mpc beat machine made out of a pizza box and hip-hop hacks now if you tell me that hip-hop innovation don't go together you just not you're not trying you're not you're not really trying stop it i want to hear you you don't know what he's talking about so that's what's up hip-hop hacks you want to follow them you want to go to hiphophacks.com get on their mailing list, follow them, pay attention to the next one you want, to bring your kids to it, uh, especially if they're into like computer science and, and things like that, so you want to definitely pay attention to Hip Hop Hacks, just an inspiring, amazing, amazing event, i um, super happy to be, uh, um, you know, I'm super happy to be uh, uh, affiliated with that, so bong, uh, shouts to Hip Hop Hacks, uh, lastly for the event recap, um, again, I try to tell you, now listen, I know this Summer Jam thing happened. I know that. I'm not stupid. I'm not, you know, I'm New York hip-hop. What about Summer Jam? I know Remy Ma and brought out all the women rappers from back in the day and Queen Latifah. And I know, I know. And that's great. And that's fantastic. And I, and I got nothing against Summer Jam. I actually thought it was, it looked like it was going to be a pretty good lineup this year. Um, we talked about it a couple episodes ago. So nah, no problem with that. I'm not recapping it. Not because I wasn't there. Not because, because I know people who were there shouts to uh dirty south yankee was uh, taking photographs up there um, a lot of people i know were there um we could get correspondence to tell you what happened but the thing is everyone talks about hip-hop some jam- i mean uh summer jam you can find out all that stuff right because everyone's gonna cover that information Try and give you some things that aren't necessarily in the mainstream mix that's my job so if you want that stuff you can go somewhere else you know what i mean i'm bringing you that independent kind of unsung hero type stuff in hip-hop so um, that being said, I saw a world-class show last night at Orleans Grocery. I hosted the event. I was I was lucky uh, enough to host it. I've 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 known the people involved for a long time, uh, so that was an honor. But truly, when I say like you can find great hip hop in New York City on any given night. Yesterday was Tuesday, and they 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 went up on a Tuesday at Orleans Grocery. Uh, ill-spoken. Zah, zah, zah. I, I interviewed him, spoken on this show. I think it was the second episode of this season. So go back and check that out when we're done. And um, you'll want to understand that this guy's an a, a independent MC in New York City. Runs an event called Freestyle Mondays, which is a great event. Uh, every month, every last Monday of the month, now at Pianos, Pianos NYC, the last Monday of the month, right? Um, where there's a game show type battle between MCs. They go head to head, face to face, freestyle battling about topics that are picked on the fly. So when you tell me freestyle is a lost art, I laugh in your face because I know some of the best freestylers on the planet. And when I tell you that they're brilliant, like to the point of, you know, I mean, absolute sheer brilliance with the way they're able to construct roms flows and stay on concept which you can find a freestyle monday so that's a beautiful thing so ill spokens run this event for like 15 years now i've said this a hundred times nothing in hip-hop lasts for 15 years unless it's phenomenal right so this brother has been behind this movement the host one of the kind of co-founders but uh the host of the event right And at the same time, he's a world touring independent artist. This is what this guy does for a living. So we all want to make millions as, as rappers, right? And I'm comfortable if I, when I was rapping, I would have been comfortable just to like make really good music tour the world and live off of this. ill spoken does this because he's a quality MC. He creates great music. Him and DJ Zazaza out of France, Lyon, France, where they Spoken's spoken toward, came together, have a great album called Vagabond Road, right? I'm, uh, somebody link it. Um, somebody link it in here. I, you know, I'll do it, but whatever. Um, you want to uh, check out uh, their album, right? They just had an out, al- the U.S. album release party. The U.S., they had a European album album release party. you know you nice when you have multi-continental album release parties great event they killed it at the end of course like i say ill-spoken has 13 15 years worth of material knows how to rock a crowd like really nobody else he's been literally rocking a crowd hosting events for 15 years uh zaza produces all these tracks he has a great mind for world influence music i mean this place was rocking you know Everybody there, like, just couldn't contain themselves with that church feeling that you get when music just hits you, right? So shouts to them. Earlier in the evening, also on a level of just world-class entertainment, Duran Lev and Ugly Brain. Duran Lev, Ugly Brain. Ugly Brain is spelled B-R-A-I-N-E. Ugly Brain, this band has been in spots like the legendary Blue Note Jazz Cafe. Now, the Blue Note just doesn't let any hip-hop acts in, and, you know... We are happy that they let some acts in. Uh, The Blue Note uh, Jazz Club on, well, what's third? They've performed there. It's a full band. We're talking horns. We're talking, I forget the instruments. Like I would call it a melodica, but it's not. This guy had the most unique instrument. It was beautiful. Daron Lev, a super dope MC who rhymes while he's drumming. He's a drummer extraordinaire. I mean, we're talking about world-class music entertainment. Forget hip hop. World-class music at Arlene's Grocery on a Tuesday. Now, I say all that to say, oh, and Jasmine Red. Shouts to Jasmine Red. She opened the show. Uh, She's from uh, uh, Massachusetts, but we got to give her love because she came down to New York City and did her thing, and boy did she do her thing, uh, she's a wonderful uh, lyricist, uh, a thoughtful lyricist, she speaks on topics of substance, she speaks, she, she has a great presence on the mic, she's saying some real interesting things, some real uplifting things, and positive things, especially if you're a woman, uh, this is the kind of thing, I told her, she's a teacher as well, on the side, She's well on the side, I guess the main gig is a school teacher, and I told her, I said, I have a daughter, shouts to baby girl faces, hi baby girl faces, I know you're watching. I have a daughter. I have a couple of daughters. Shouts to older girl faces and other older girl faces and other older girl faces. Um, but my daughters, Jasmine red makes me happy that there are people like her out here who are dropping this kind of music in the world. And also at the end of the day, teaching our children the right way. So Jasmine red, J A Z Z M Y N. Red out of Brockton, Massachusetts, shouts to you, I'm a fan now, and I'll be uh, following along, even though I'm all about New York, I wanna make sure people check you out, so um, yeah, that's what's up, yo, peace, ill-spoken, ill-spoken on the check-in, man, listen, it's, to hear it from you, tell me that I hosted and I did you justice, man, just, I mean, you're the, you're the man, so I just, thank you, man, I'm, I'm glad I was able to, uh, to do that, once again, my name is Manny Faces, this is the New York Hip Hop Report i'm here almost every wednesday live i do this live there's no there's no cuts right y'all like my background y'all like my new my new situation all right by the way it's an undisclosed location but i have moved uh i, I used to be strong island long island where i rest you used to hear me shout out all the time i decided to hop over the entire uh city of new york and uh settle down in brick city what up newark Newark, New Jersey, got a lot of things popping over here. I am super excited. I'm going to have a whole New York Hip Hop Report episode on Newark. Why? That's not New York. But I've never been just New York, right? We've always given love to New York City, five boroughs, of course. We've always given love to Long Island. How could we not? Strong Island, where some of the greatest of greats have come from. We always show love to Connecticut. Like, they're right there. They're right over the, the Long Island Sound. They, they share some of our, our vibe. And New Jersey, come on, man. New Jersey has always been strong in hip-hop history, man. Continues to be, right? So setting trends to this day. So we've always put events on the calendar in New Jersey. We've always talked to artists and given props to, to folks like OGs, Naughty by Nature, Lords of the Underground, Rod Digger, Red Man, right? Uh, the Yoda, party, uh, Yoda 90s party that happens out here, right? Well, I think once a month now. Great, I used to DJ there, but I don't know anymore, but I still shout them out because they're great. So a lot of things happen in New Jersey, Newark, New Jersey. Got a lot of things going on. Shouts to Marcy DePina, shouts to the riverfront, uh, the, 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 uh, Newark hip hop festival that's happening the first weekend, July, uh, July 6th and 7th. It's the first weekend in July. Um, of course, every year, the big Lincoln park jump off, uh, the hip hop press conference that they have every, a lot of things happen in Newark, New Jersey and surrounding areas. So I'm super excited to be out here and I want to now tell a little bit more of the story of what's going on over here in the way that I do. So I hope that y'all will uh, oblige me with uh, talking about Brick City, where my daddy's from, right? So I got roots out here. That's what's up. Once again, you can find out all our episodes at nyhiphopreport.com. You can follow me on Twitter at Manny Faces. You can follow me on Twitter at nyhiphopreport. You can follow us at birthplace mag and um yeah that's what you want to find out once again birthplace magazine is a sponsor uh the number one website for new york hip-hop i try to do a good job of uh making sure i bring in, you know the new releases the great events we always use some help and some assistance uh if you want to get down with us you know hit me up uh and of course we're also brought to you this week by newsbeat uh i did promise you i'd talk about this and then we're going to get into some um, uh hip-hop museum con- uh, conversation but newsbeat Is an unconventional examination of conventional wisdom. It's a new podcast series, right? A lot of y'all into podcasts. You might check out Combat Jack. You might check out uh, Drink Champs. You might check out, uh, what is it, Uh, Juan Epstein? Does Peter Rosenberg and and Cypher Sounds still do Juan Epstein? Anyway, you might want to check out this podcast, um... Word up. It's called Newsbeat, and I'm a part of it. So, again, I'm I'm being a little selfish tonight, but I I do think I'm part of good things. Uh, usnewsbeat.com, you'll see the inaugural episode. It was called MLK Jr. Unfinished Business. A lot of people have said that uh, Martin Luther King Jr.'s legacy is, you know, I have a dream, and uh, my children, you know, will grow up and uh, play with the white children, and uh, everyone will be, you know, happy and turn the other cheek, and it'll be all good, and we'll love each other, and peace, love, and having fun, right? Well, Martin Luther King Jr. wasn't a fool. And he knew that, uh, besides all that, there were some heavy, heavy things happening against African Americans in United States was and still are. And one of the things he was leading at the end of his life was called the poor people's campaign. Uh, a lot of people uh, say that that would have maybe been his greatest legacy. And it was possibly uh, more probably what got him killed. And that was the fact that they were, uh, he was leading a movement to take back economic strength to, to, I don't know, I'll say regain, cause it was never theirs to begin with, but to, uh, get what was deserved that 40 acres at the a mule there, there. There's a, there's a great, um, speech where at the end uh, of the speech, he says, and part of this poor people's campaign, we're coming to Washington to get our check. So that tells you that the economic disadvantages was forefront of what Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Was working on and fighting back against that. And you know what they say when you, when you go after that wallet, man, when you go after the, 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 oppressor or the, or the bully, when you hit him in the wallet, that's when it starts being real. And as we know, it got real. Now newsbeat. Tells this story in an innovative way. It's a podcast. It's about 16 minutes long. Go to iTunes. You can find it. Go to Google Play. You can find it. Search Newsbeat, two words, and subscribe. Check out the first episode. I am the producer of the the entire podcast. It's got music in it. It's got spoken word narration in it. And it's got hip-hop in it. And it's got real news, not fake news. Shout out to my man, Silent Night. Some of y'all know him from the band called Fuse. Some of y'all know him from the raucous 50 Days. Silent Night, the first artist featured in the Newsbeat podcast series. I'm super excited about this project. I really want y'all to check it out. Newsbeat, it's uh, on iTunes, usnewsbeat.com, sponsor of this episode. And I thank them for that. So, I guess it's about time, right? Uh, what up to Bonfire Radio? Check out my shows Thursday night, Thursday night, seven o'clock. Gotham Flow—it's a playlist show that I curate on BonfireRadio.com. Bonfire Radio has been a great resource for uh, the community. Brooklyn-based, uh, independently owned, has a lot of great programming, uh, including Gotham Flow, which rocks every Thursday. Um, but you're going to go to bonfireradio.com as soon as you're done watching me or in another tab, if you want, keep it open and be sure to follow them. When we talk about independent media, when we talk about people who are telling the, 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 the news that we need to hear for the community, you know what I mean? You want to say what I'm saying, right? Bonfireradio.com. Check them out. Follow them everywhere. Bonfire radio. My show Gotham flow, the best of new New York hip hop music every thursday at 7 p.m and then they rebroadcast it uh on the weekend so shouts to them so here we go i'm gonna have to talk about something that's been on my mind for a while i know that um a lot of people have been uh let me check in real quick shouts to sav shouts to uh shouts to uh bane in brazil what up brazil it's good hey fly lady die shouted you out a little bit earlier fly lady die photographer extraordinaire uh, glad you're out there taking pictures of the Summer Jam. Summer Jam got a lot of great free hip-hop shows. Check out the Summer Jam, uh, Summer Jam, I'm sorry, Summer Stage, Summer Stage, Summer Stage, uh, Central Park, and a few other parks around the city. That's places you can go on a regular basis. Check out hip-hop usually for free. Shouts to the Tools of War, <coughs> Tools of War Park Jams. That's old school in all the parks around New York City as well. Tools, just Google these things. You know, Y'all know how to use Google. You'll figure it out um shout out to charlie what up charlie what up d what up d train i see you out there what up nick what up nick all right nicole in the house um so yeah so uh these are some things you can find out there are institutions in new york hip-hop that you just need it's like being you know how it is look we in new york city we don't really go on a circle line right we don't really go to the top of the you know 30 rock or you know the top of the empire state building but we should I did. I was from Long Island. I used to come in like a tourist and just be like, bong, I'm taking my son to the top of the Empire State Building because my dad took me to the top. I actually was at the top of the World Trade Centers. You know what I mean? Like And looked out and was like, oh my God, blown away when I'm a kid. So I did that to my kids. We take this for granted sometimes. Greatest city in the, in the world. And it's the same way with hip-hop. There are institutions we can follow from Tony Toka from Tony uh, to, uh, to, uh, to, uh, Toka Tuesdays, right? There's hip-hop so strong there. There's always... Legends and OGs and great music and people hanging out, right? There's Freestyle Mondays, there's Supreme Bars, there's uh, Rocky Presents, the shows over there at the New Eureka, Words and all that. These are New York hip-hop institutions that are going on and and need to be attended. Like, go out and have have some fun. Forget about, like, the new Cheese and Wheat Bar (laughs) that's opened up in Williamsburg. Why would you go there? Why are you going to get cheese and wheat? (laughs) Is there wine? No, just cheese and wheat. What do I drink? Curds. (laughs) (laughs) Curds and whey. I don't know. Why are you going there? Why are you going there? When you could go to all these other hip-hop spots and bring a friend and bring a date. Great date nights, man. I'm telling you, there's a lot of things happening in New York City, man. So anyway, I say all that to say birthplacemag.com event calendar blah 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 look right now oh man this has been weighing on me for a long time and um i don't even really want to get into it right now i was trying to put together y'all like john oliver on hbo i'm trying to do some john oliver type stuff so that's what this is going to be in the next you know few minutes um i'm gonna see if i can do this i had to put this together last minute again i'm still not 100 situated in my new cribbo but uh <laughs> okay so in theory the idea of a hip-hop museum or a hip-hop hall of fame or a combination of the two is a great idea in theory. There's recently, there was a article that was posted on newsweek.com. And I saw some people circulating this article, shouts to Baxter Wordsworth, Shouts to some people who were shouting, you know, spreading around this article because it was interesting. Uh, I'm not sure if it was from one of the hip hop sites that copy and paste it as they always do from the original place. As far as I could tell, the original place was Newsweek, newsweek newsweek.com, a very venerable institution in journalism, right? Well, this is what they wrote. I'll try that again. This is what they wrote. Hip hop hall of fame museum comes home with Harlem location. I'll read a real quick, a little bit. It says New York city could soon be the home to the hip hop hall of fame museum. The nonprofit heading the project announced Tuesday evening that it had won a bid for a building and development site in Harlem and sets the start of the first phase of the plan for February, 2018. It also announced a $150 million fundraising campaign to support this process. It goes on to say, you know, blah, blah, blah. The neighborhood that brought the world's great artists and the Hip Hop Hall of Fame aims to preserve, archive, exhibit, educate, and conduct research to document hip hop's historical influence and socionomic impact. The first phase of the project is slated to include a cafe, a gallery, a visitor's bureau, a gift store, and on the second floor, a museum, event space, offices, and a multimedia studio. The much more ambitious second phase envisions a complex about 20 stories high with the Hall of Fame, a museum, a hotel, a mall, and a gift shop, an arcade, TV studios, a sports bar, a restaurant, and a concert lounge. Once the space is complete, the organization expects that it will serve up to a million visitors, host 25,000 New York City public school children, present more than 100 live events, and contribute roughly 300 million, $350 million in socioeconomic impact annually. It went on to say, and I won't read the whole thing, but this is cute, uh, the organization did not provide specific details about the location of the site, except to say that it would be located on the historic 125th Street. It's unclear whether the completion of one or both phases of the plan is dependent on the $150 million capital campaign. Now I'm about to get a little inside baseball, John Oliver type style thing here. Uh, The organization that's putting out this information to Newsweek that Newsweek took from a press release and just basically rewrote uh, is called the, uh, it started by, uh, or is run by a gentleman named JT Thompson. Uh, This story was picked up by several other sites, including very strongly read uh, OK Player, uh, Huffington Post, uh, and others off of basically this press release that says the Hip Hop Hall of Fame Museum wins bid on Harlem Building and Development site, preps $150 million capital campaign. So now when people see this article, they get excited because the idea, again, of a hip hop hall of fame museum is a great idea it's fantastic we all want this we all want to see something like this it's amazing some of us will say why this hasn't happened already why hasn't someone done this why is it uh, that this doesn't exist already well there are problems with this idea Uh, let's go back a little bit and pay attention to the Hip Hop Hall of Fame Museum and JT Thompson and this groundbreaking thing that uh, Huffington Post, I mean, this is just terrible journalism, will soon be home to a 20-story hip hop museum. It's talking in certainty, as if it's going to happen, as if it's a done deal. The press release is vague. It doesn't give a location. It says it won a bid and I'm not down playing this organization necessarily, but I am saying that there will not be a 20-story hip-hop museum anytime soon. Just because a press release says these things happen and is going to happen, doesn't mean that it's going to happen. Just like the Hip-Hop Hall of Fame who launched a campaign to open a hip-hop museum and youth media education academy in New York City. This is in Brooklyn Vegan, in 2014, the Hip Hop the Hall of Fame, the same organization, has launched a $1 million Indiegogo campaign to open a hip hop museum and youth media education academy in New York City. The permanent location will be in Midtown Manhattan, but being that the construction will take 18 to 24 months to complete, there will be a satellite museum opening this spring on 125th Street in Harlem. As far as I know, nothing opened in the spring of 2014 and now that it's been more than 18 to 20 months 24 months later there is no hip-hop museum and youth media education academy so the same organization that gets this press release out that is covered by newsweek and OK player and huffington post and a million other rap sites did this a few years ago now again these are great ideas and I would love to see them come to fruition. Here's where I become concerned. The whole hip hop hall of fame. It said launched a $1 million Indiegogo campaign. That was in 2014, 2015, a bunch of people donated to that Indiegogo campaign. It says $501,033 were raised. Hope y'all with me on this. Somebody donated $500,000 in one shot. Okay, so that means $1,033 were raised. If you look at the backers, you'll see a bunch of people donated some money. Kristen Thompson, Brian Quinones. Harish Shah, $225. Lorena Major, $35. Evan Bringsdahl, $35. Now, this funding failed. But with Indiegogo, you still keep a portion of, of what was collected. So these people donated to a campaign, but nothing came of it. Now, we've seen this in crowdfunding before. We've seen this in Kickstarter and Indiegogo, et cetera, et cetera. And again, I'm really not trying to pinpoint this one particular organization. However, this one particular organization has been doing this for a long time. I don't know if I have the older uh, articles, but I will show you this. A story from 2010. And in 2010, an article in the New York Times talked about people trying to create a hip-hop museum. J.T. Thompson is there. There have been several press releases over the years. 2012, a Hall of Fame Awards, a hip-hop documentary film is in the works. That didn't happen. Great ideas. Gary Vaynerchuk, who is a wonderful social media app developer, brilliant businessman, multimillionaire says there's, everyone has an idea. The problem is in the execution. So I'm, I'm not trying to get on JT Thompson's case. I think he has great ideas and there's some work to be done. But when you're asking people for money and then they give you the money because on the surface, the idea of a hip hop hall of fame museum is brilliant. We all want that. You are preying on people in a way that doesn't sit right with me. Now, again, I promise you, JT Thompson, I'm not taking it out on you and your organization. There was an organization, uh, I'm dancing around uh, windows here, bear with me, called the National Museum of Hip-Hop. Founded by a gentleman named Craig Wilson. Craig Wilson decided to to, to start a National Museum of Hip-Hop as well in New York City. I interviewed with them at one point to write for them because they wanted content for their website. And I thought, this is great. First time I'd heard about such a thing. I was super enthused. I wanted to get involved. I wanted to write for the National Museum of Hip Hop. What a great idea. So we went back and forth, and some things happened. And they had a launch party. They were going to have a great launch party, fundraising, and they're going to bring people, and the pioneers of hip hop were going to be there. And it was going to be great. And then this happened.
0: to What I am saying to you now. All press.
1: Listen to what
0: I'm saying to you now. I don't have a microphone, so I'm going to throw my voice like this. Back up,
1: guys. Back up. Back up, please. Back up. In our
0: advertisement,
1: you heard
0: that KRS1 and Chuck D was, I'm sorry, Yeah, was to host this event today the hip-hop museum, that's not going to happen. The reason that's not going to happen is because Africa Bambaataa has said that this event is illegitimate and should not happen. None of the pioneers are in support of this event. None of them will be here tonight. I am here on behalf of the Temple of Hip-Hop. Yes! Yes. 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 As an observer, we are observing. Those that have questions about the Hip-Hop Museum, I am here to answer them. There are others who may (laughs) come through, but Africa Bambaataa has already banned the event. So most of the pioneers are not going to be here today. But I'm, here. I'm here. No doubt. I'm here. I'm one of the best. I'm down with the crew. So I will say this in closing. In closing. In closing. What you are getting actually is a real dose of hip hop's culture here is what we are dealing with ladies and gentlemen we have been trying to start a many years in fact it was africa
1: damn it all right well that was going good for a minute let me fill you in on the rest of that uh what happened was that uh KRS stood up at this event that was uh scheduled to Include uh, a lot of hip-hop pioneers and architects. And uh, he went on to say. You can find us on, on YouTube. He went on to say that the uh, the event wasn't sanctioned by the architects and the pioneers. And that the National Museum of Hip-Hop, which again was being uh, 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 launched at this point, um, was not part of of, of, of Here's what it is. They didn't consult with the pioneers and the architects of hip hop. They wanted them to be there and be in attendance and spread the word and let people know that they're that they're building this great new foundation, but they weren't thinking about compensating them or giving them honorariums or putting them uh, in positions of authority within the structure of the organization. Now, those are fair fair questions. Someone did ask Karis one. So is it about money? And he's like, it's not about money. It's about respect, but it's also about money. Right? So I get that. And I understand completely that. Uh, so I, I, started a a nonprofit called the center for hip hop advocacy, and I'm trying to do these things. And reason why I'm doing this show. And I go on speaking engagements and I lecture about the great things about hip hop. I don't speak for hip hop. Right. I can't, I, I'm not any more important, Lord knows, than the pioneers and the architects, Africa Babata, Kool Herc, um, you know, uh, 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 Grandmaster Flash, uh, you know, uh, all of the big pioneers and the big names, Busy B, you know, all the big, you know, uh, uh, Lovebug Starsky. I mean, you know, I, I know them all, I respect them, I, I studied it, I understand it, but I'm, I, I don't speak for them, but I will let people know that these are the stories right? So some of you may know that some of the pioneers themselves don't even get along. Forget the fact that they started something that's now a multi-billion dollar culture and many of them were never properly compensated, never uh, reaped the benefits of that, even though capitalism and companies and corporations and people and hip-hop culture vultures and people within hip-hop have taken that and run with it and made all the money and, and left them in the dust, right? Forget that. The fact is some of them don't even get along. They don't all agree on the start of hip hop and, and the beginnings of hip hop and who did what in hip hop. The problem again that I come back to, I'll say this. That's why from an outside observer, a smart guy that studies things, you're not going to have a, an organization that, that could encompass something as complex as hip hop music and culture. If you're involved in it, if you're not, so there's two things. You got to either be one outside of it and respectful of every aspect of it and inclusive of all of that and able to withstand the, uh, problems that are going to come from this faction, disagreeing with this faction. And these people want to be included. And these people wanted to be, uh, at a higher level than this people in a hierarchy and a, because everyone's still alive. Everyone's still alive in hip hop. Right now, I don't know how the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame did it, or I don't know how the New Jer- New Orleans Jazz uh, Hall of Fame Museum uh, did it. But I'll tell you two things. Number one, I guarantee you, it wasn't like members of the like somebody got involved and and from a, a larger standpoint was able to kind of bridge these disagreements and, and and be inclusive of everybody the second thing is they damn sure didn't crowd fund it they damn sure didn't kick start <laughs> the the rock and roll hall of fame corporate sponsorship big money right now here's the trade-off this is why it's not gonna happen it's not gonna be a hip-hop museum all of these things are messing up the whole game there's not gonna be a hip-hop museum because the the, the, the pioneers and architects can't get along and, and some okay So I'm rambling. I I wish I'd been better. There's no staff. I can't do the John Oliver thing with no staff, but look, so this brings me to these guys, uh, to these guys, these folks, um, which I respect the universal hip hop museum. So this now is the most recent incarnation of the hip hop museums that have been trying to, you know, establish themselves. And the Universal Hip Hop Museum has a lot of big name backers. Uh, You know, there's a lot of people involved in this. Uh, African Mambada was involved in this. And Curtis Blow was involved with this. You got a lot of people um, that are uh, part of their um, board of trustees. Uh, Rocky Bucano, of course, Uh, you know, iconic people Uh, in in hip hop. Bill Stephanie, Ice-T, you have founding members like Curtis Blow, Grand Wizard Theodore, Joe Conzo, who we love and respect. Um, There's advisory board members, a ton of them I I love and respect. But I want to know how they're going to hurdle, uh, jump over these same hurdles where you have differing factions within hip hop. I don't know that you could be within hip hop and create an actual museum that, 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 that's going to make it happen. The, the universal hip hop museum is also doing the one thing that I'm, I'm holding all of the, I, like as a regular person, an outsider, forget hip hop, forget who I think I am. But as a, as a person looking in as a journalist, why are all of these organizations nickel and diming the the fans the participants every one of them is like oh we're having a fundraiser uh we're having this thing these guys at the um at the uh, national hip hop museum which is now largely defunct it basically doesn't exist anymore it just sits there they still have a donate page they still have a place where you can donate so if you just stumble across this page you're going to be like oh this is a great idea i'm going to give you my money not only that where is all the money of the people who donated in the past. Same thing with, with JT Thompson's organization. You're, you're doing fundraising Indiegogo accounts. The Universal Hip Hop Museum has done the same thing. I'm not telling you no lies. There's a, 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 a Kickstarter right now, $8,000. This was unsuccessful. They tried to rate $75,000. Then this tells me two things and I'm keeping it a hundred. You don't know how to run a Kickstarter program, first of all, and secondly, you gassed a lot of people into putting money into your organization when you don't really have anything to show for it yet. I get it. Hip-hop should grassroots fund its own thing, but there's four different organizations that are claiming to represent hip-hop in the form of a museum or a hall of fame. And people are giving their money because they don't know any better. They read it in Newsweek, they share it on Facebook, and they're happy. Because in theory, this is a great idea. It's not a great idea yet. I don't know the answers because I personally... When I consult with businesses, which I do, I'm more on the, uh, uh, web presence and the, uh, uh, you know, branding and the, uh, messaging. I'm trying to learn the nonprofit game because I have a nonprofit called the Center for Hip Hop Advocacy. And I want to tell the stories of people who are doing great things in hip hop. And I do over there and I do here. But when someone tags me in a post or when I see a, uh, 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 the New York post talking about this hall of fame, becoming a reality when this particular person and this particular hall of fame has been slated to open a dozen times. Okay. Player, you got to get better at this because the same, you did this the other day. Did I lose it? I probably did. Ah, OK Player. I'm dancing. OK Player said the Hip Hop Hall of Fame Museum is coming to Harlem. And then two years ago in 2015, it said the Hip Hop Hall of Fame is officially a go after years of speculation as to whether our tradition would ever get the museum treatment. Officially a go. The ground will be broken, it says, in New York in 2015. Nothing was broken. Nothing has been done. It's not happening yet. Uh, there was an article that said that the good folks at uh, the Universal Hip Hop Museum, uh, uh, here it is, uh, is open to visitors virtually because they don't have a space yet. So they're doing an app, but the app wasn't quite done yet. and They're raising money for it. And So this isn't our hip-hop people's fault. They're just putting out good ideas and trying to do their thing. This is the media not understanding hip-hop again and just printing whatever the fuck people tell them to print. This is dangerous and damaging, and this is why it's most damaging, because it's taking money out of people's pockets. Hip-hop fans want a hip-hop museum. They want a hip-hop hall of fame. They don't want to be robbed for it. And then two years later, you go away because it didn't happen and they gave money and they moved on. What? What is that? Who does that? So I don't know. I, 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 I'm not, I not. It happens every few months, especially with the Hip Hop Hall of Fame, JT Thompson, because he puts out press releases every few months saying that this is going to happen. And if you go back and I have a stack of them, I've literally, I, I'm supposed to do a big article and I just die in life. But I got a stack of all the press releases over the last ten years. I got a stack of press releases from the National Hip Hop Museum, and now I'm watching the Universal Hip Hop. And you know, some of the people involved. I love y'all. You got to convince me. I guess you got to convince me. But most people aren't paying attention like I'm paying attention because I'm crazy about. I'm insane about this stuff. But if y'all had some investigative reporters looking into this stuff, if you had some real deal, like you know, real journalists paying attention to this, we'd be looking up your nonprofit. Uh, nine nineties, we'd be looking up your yearly, uh, uh, filings with the tax people to find out how much you've taken in, how much you paying yourselves. But you know what? Let me stop. Cause you know what? I don't even want to go there. What I want to say to the people, y'all, the people listening to me, I hope you enjoyed this John Oliver moment. I wish I had little funny things and people to write me jokes. I don't, the bottom line is this. I just showed you a bunch of stuff that I literally whipped up tonight just opened up and did Google searches, but I got a lot more. You have to understand that nostalgia is a hell of a drug. You might want a hip hop museum. You might want a hip hop hall of fame, but I urge you to hold off on giving your money to any organization that claims to be building a hip hop museum or a hip hop hall of fame. I'm sorry. I know the universal hip hop museum has a great event tomorrow night uh, asking whether hip-hop has lost its political voice. Um, here, I'll save y'all $20. No, it hasn't. And B, you're just not going to highlight the people who are actually doing it. I can tell by the panelists, they're great. I love them. They're actually super great in, in their own way, but they're not attached to that topic. And I know dead people, rest in peace, majesty, who are on the front lines of social justice and hip-hop. And if you're not mentioning their name... If you're not mentioning Tefpo, if you don't have Tefpo on a panel, if you don't have Immortal Technique, if you don't have people that are in the field, Hassan Salam, uh, if you don't have people like across the country that are doing things, David Banner, then how are you talking about hip hop and politics? It looks like it's the people affiliated with the organization that are getting together to talk. Now i'm sure that i'm going to have the same kind of problem because i'd like to start doing some things with the center for hip-hop advocacy but i'm super conscious of this and i don't want a dime to come from the people oh and you got to pay tickets for the event that shouldn't be how we fundraise hip-hop is a multi-billion dollar industry and if you can't figure out how to get that corporate sponsorship now Oh, what's the trade off? No, we don't want corporate sponsorship because we got to keep it real and keep it amongst ourselves and, you know, make sure that our stories are being told. Okay, I get that. That's fair. But listen, asking for $35 contributions from members of the community before there's an actual thing, before there's an actual place, that just goes against every institution. I, the, I'm in Newark now. The Newark Museum is a fantastic place. I want to actually give money and become a member because they have great programs and things going on. But if the Newark Museum wasn't built yet, I wouldn't give them a dime. It's confusing to me. So I just want people to understand that when you hear about a hip-hop organization, research it, get involved. If you like what the Universal Hip-Hop Museum is doing, them, by all means, give them your money, support them, go to their events, 100%. I actually am speaking about them because I respect what they're doing and I want them to succeed, but I really need them to think about how they're doing it. The windows of hip hop is another, you know, organization, although, you know, I think affiliated, uh, again, these are organizations that seek to speak for and establish institutions for hip hop. There's a lot of problems with this. That's why I think what Martha Diaz is doing at the hip hop education center. Trumps all of this. What I'm trying to do, and I'm just a newbie at the nonprofit thing. I don't know what I'm doing, and I'm working on it, and I'm bringing in some people because that's what a, a smart person that you bring. You don't know what you're doing. You bring in people to do. So if you know some nonprofit stuff and you love hip hop, please holler at me. Please, let's get this going. I just want to make sure that all of these entities are known, right? So that you find out about one, you could tune in and check out and find out about the others. Because they're not telling you about each other, and Newsweek doesn't know shit. Dumb article. Dumb article. Anybody who copy and pasted that or that press release, and, and and I mean, sometimes it goes to the New York Post, it goes to Forbes, it goes to all these all these like bigger institutional because they just read a press release and 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 they don't do any background investigation. Right? It's been years. Every three years, this place is supposed to open, and it doesn't. I don't know why. There may be great reasons. I know that the city probably is messing with you in permits and 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 bidding and whatever. I get all that, but don't tell me it's gonna happen. Ask me for money. Take my money. It doesn't happen, and then two years later, ask me for money again. So I'm I'm just I'm doing this for y'all, like the regular hip hop fans. It's been bothering me for a long time. I've been researching it. I know everything about you. You Want to talk to me? Talk to me offline. Hit me on Facebook. Hit me at nyhiphopreport.com. Send me an email. Yo, if you want, from one of these organizations, you want to sit down, let's do, let's do a talk. Let's do an interview and I'll air it on next week's episode. That's my word. Come and tell me why I'm wrong. Cause I know thousands of people are listening to me tonight and I just want them to understand that the one hip hop museum or hall of fame that they heard of, isn't the only one. And that you got to do a lot more than give us lofty ideas and lofty plans before you take money out of the pockets of people who don't have a lot to give but love hip-hop and want to contribute to the preservation of that culture so once again uh i appreciate you for checking me out listen to me babylon uh these are the words i (laughs) meant That was a long one. I apologize. Thank y'all once again for checking me out real quick, running down Nat crew. Um, I I, I love you now, now you know, now listen, Nat crew, you said we need to establish our archives. Like I said, hip hop education center check, you know, Martha Diaz, what she's doing is tight. That's something that's all inclusive. It's open source. She wants people to contribute to the timeline. She's not controlling the timeline. That's what's important. Cornell has a great archive. Up at Cornell University, they're bringing pieces from different places. I'd like to see them expand a little bit out of their little sphere of influence. That'd be great. We'd like to see more of that. You know, there's a lot of things happening. Uh, Harvard, of course, Uh, Harvard uh, 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 fellows um, that are bringing um, stuff into there. Uh, So there's definitely some places that are doing it. But you, you, you understand something? I haven't seen a fundraiser from Martha Diaz in a hip-hop education center. I haven't seen Cornell University doing a Kickstarter. This is what I'm talking about. The only difference is where does that money come from and why are we like trying to pimp out the nickel and dime the fans? So I'm 100%. I want this to happen. And I have a million ideas and a million... Listen, they won't bring me... to. That's my intern, my intern, Max. Max Obama... A.K.A. What? Bark Obama, A.K.A. Pu- puppy Chulo, A.K.A. Pup Daddy. <laughs> Let's consult. Let's talk about it. I'm I'm not stupid. I'm smart. I've been in business for a long time. I've been a, an award-winning new media journalist. I know how to get the message out. These press releases, these websites, these you know events. You know they're 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 toy with people's nostalgia, man. And so I, I just don't feel right about it. I haven't felt right about it for a long time, and. When the last, when this just hit the other day, the latest, you know, release by the Hip Hop Hall of Fame Museum, I'm like, nah, man, I gotta speak on it because I know people are falling for this and they're giving money for it, and 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 they shouldn't be, not yet, not yet. You gotta show me something substantial. You gotta show me something besides a a a a a a, a, a mysterious bid at a mysterious building somewhere on 125th Street. You gotta show us something. I'm not asking for money. I stopped. I I did the donation thing on on the Center for Hip Hop Advocacy and I stopped it. I stopped it right away because I got nothing to give you yet. Hey. I got nothing to give you yet. I had a research paper which was dope and I'll gladly uh, do lecturing and and, and speaking engagements to get that, that income up. But I'm not gonna be like, oh. And we have programs. I'm developing programs that I can ask you for money for, and that's gonna be what I'm gonna do. When I have something, please support it financially. When I don't have something but an idea, not yet. And that's my responsibility as a as a as a human. And too many people in hip hop play off of that nostalgia and I'm not feeling it. Yo, once again, we went long tonight. I didn't know I was gonna do this. I didn't know I appreciate y'all for sticking around. I know the numbers, you know, pro- yeah, we still got some people checking out. All right. Um, I appreciate y'all for listening. I'm just trying to give a different perspective because these articles come out and I see people share them and jump on them and they think it's gospel and it's not. It's not. There's a lot of things behind the scenes. Educate yourselves. Don't fall for the, for the fake news, so to speak, you know, or, or the, the press releases turn into articles. Once again, JT Thompson, uh, Craig Wilson, uh, Universal Hip Hop Museum. I'm not, these are great ideas. We, we want these things to happen. Um, but as you see from Karis one beefing at the launch party for the national hip hop, uh, national museum of hip hop, these things have to be thought through. There are pioneers that need to be respected. There's factions that needs to be respected. There's uh, a lot of politics and democracy that has to be handled. There's money that has to be taken into consideration. I'm not, I don't know if I'm the answer, you know, but I need to see a little bit more than just fundraising for an idea, right? Because you're not going to make a multi-million dollar uh, establishment off the backs of people who don't even buy records anymore. And then they'll give you some money. That's just not the way to do it, in in my opinion. And maybe I don't know what I'm talking about, but in my opinion, that's not the way to do it. And and I, I'd, I'd appreciate seeing something else. And And if they're having difficulty getting the kind of corporate sponsorship that'll help make this happen without controlling the narrative, then we're just not ready yet. We have to be able to get the kind of corporate money or philanthropic money. It doesn't have to be corporations. It could be Jay-Z. It could be somebody super rich, you know, or not, not even in hip hop. Somebody who respects this culture and wants to help preserve it and could put down that kind of money. So there has not to be corporations, but they can't let us, they can't control the narrative, but those who do control the narrative have to be inclusive. They have to be conscious of all these different aspects of hip hop culture. It's tough. It ain't easy, which is why I think we're not ready. And which is why I think no hip hop hall of fame or museum is going to happen right now. We're years out, years out, years because the institutions that make these things happen, government, corporations, philanthropists, they don't respect hip-hop to begin with. You need them. I was at the Newark uh, Arts Council meeting. 15 sponsors, banks, uh, companies, f- uh, 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 foundations, Help sponsor the Newark Arts Council, which then goes on to sponsor a bunch of events throughout the year and a bunch of, you know, institutions and such. A dozen corporate sponsors, but we saw jazz, we saw hip hop, we saw, you know, uh, 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 we saw artistry, visual arts, all being represented. So corporate doesn't have to mean corporate overlord, Philanthropist doesn't have to change, you know, control the narrative. But the people in control know how to include everybody. And I don't think we have that yet. I haven't seen it. I'd like to be a part of it. I'll volunteer. But until then, we're not ready. So that's just my, like, four or five uh, cents, you know? So that's what's up (laughs) jehovah said the puppy's angry he is angry um so yeah uh jesse yes we were discussing a bunch of different hip-hop museum and hall of fame projects that have all been started or uh uh, brought to light Uh, a number of them have asked for money from the public and then some of them have not delivered on what they uh promised to deliver after taking that money Right? So the hip hop hall of fame museum, the national museum of hip hop, and now the universal, uh, hip hop museum are all organizations that at one time or another, some currently, some in the past have tried to build this organization, this kind of thing, and they take the money from the public, but haven't delivered. So I'm just saying because people will see one article and they may not know that these other organizations exist. They'll take that one uh, uh, establishment as gospel and then they may contribute money. They may think that that's the thing. None of these things are actually happening. None of them. Now, I encourage you to look into all of them. And if you want to support the Universal Hip Hop Museum, which is kind of like the current one, it's the one that kind of has their most act together, and they're putting some things together. Uh, The the Hip Hop Hall of Fame Museum is going for a long time, trying, trying, trying. I'm not sure why they keep announcing things that don't happen, but maybe you find out more information. Hit them up, and they may have a great explanation. Uh, I remember trying to hit them up a while ago and saying, hey, I want to ask some questions. I'm a journalist, and they asked me for questions ahead of time. I don't do that. That's not journalism. You'll just answer my questions or we're doing a press release. That's not, I'm not giving you what I'm going to ask you because I want to know the truth about some things. So I never really followed up. And that's why I say I wanted to get more into this on a journalistic tip right now. I'm just getting it as an advocate. I'm saying all of these things happened. All of these articles exist. All of these press releases happened. Here's the information you guys do with it. What you please. I'm just telling you that I'd be pissed off if I had given money to the national museum of hip hop some years ago when it sounded like the greatest thing on earth and now they're gone and my money is gone with it and what did i do just pay for their salary for a year what did i do what did i pay for so i'm, I'm wary of that and i want people to be wary of that too so that's what i'm do- talking about jesse uh hope uh, hope you're cool with that shout out once again to reagan summer mccoy um the hip-hop education center is doing great things and i can like say that's what i like to see um happening uh yeah man so anyway that's it. I, this is what I had to talk about. I've been sitting on me for a long time. I'm glad y'all stuck around and stuck with me. Uh, lots of things happening in New York hip hop besides all this stuff. Check out the birthplacemag.com event calendar. Uh, you will not be disappointed in all the greatness that exists there. All of the great events that are coming up, uh, every Tuesday, there's two more left, uh, shouts to the Made You look, uh, film festival series. Uh, this is happening at the SVA theater. Hey, why'd I get a four Oh four? I'm trying to show off. Uh, this is oh, weird. Um, that's how, oh, cause it's past. Um, every, uh, every Tuesday they're having, um, uh, a look at hip hop cinema, eight miles. The next one that's happening. This is, uh, at the SVA theater, three thirty three West 23rd street, Tuesday, June 20th, uh, eight mile. And then time is ill the, uh, the great Nas documentary will be happening. The Pitch Black Brass Band, if you like instruments and, and bands and hip-hop, you get to get that. It's a cruise. It's like one of these party boats. It's super dope. Uh, the Lesson every Thursday. Uh, uh, Legendary Cyphers every Friday. Uh, the Summer of Bonfire. Shouts the Bonfire. Denzel Curry coming out here. Uh, Talib Kweli, Farrowmunch, Kirk Knight with uh, a brass band called the soul rebels at uh, brick, celebrate Brooklyn festival. Cool. Keith out on long Island. Um, just so much going on, man. Uh, you can't, You can't find a better place than the birthplacemag.com event calendar. We add stuff every day. I guarantee you I'm adding something every day. So even after you watch the show, there'll be something new. Once again, nyhiphopreport.com for all the past episodes. My name is Manny Faces. I know I talked my ass off tonight and I appreciate y'all for still sticking around, man. Um, Yeah, I hear you, man. Jesse, you know, we'd like it to be in the Bronx. A lot of people are trying to make it in the Bronx. Uh, People who made a lot of money off of hip-hop should definitely contribute. They're not, which tells you something. So there's a dynamic that hasn't happened yet, is what I'm saying. It's not ready yet. We're not going to get it yet. It has to be figured out and hashed out, and we're just not going to have it. So it ain't going to happen. So stop getting excited about it, people. We'll we'll figure it out eventually. Uh, definitely is needed and and wanted. So once again, I'm about to get out of here, yo. Uh, peace. I hope y'all like my new background and I'll keep it funky and sexy like this. And uh, I'll tune in next Wednesday, 10 p.m. Once again, birthplacemag.com. Newsbeat, a great new podcast fusing hip hop, news journalism, and alternative viewpoints. You're gonna like it. I guarantee you. Uh, the episodes we got coming up. It's my way of putting on. Uh, indie hip-hop artists, and bringing them into real journalism. Shouts to Silent Night, who's featured on the first episode. Go to usnewsbeat.com, check out the first episode, and follow us on iTunes, and check us out uh, on all places where you download your podcasts. My name is Manny Faces. Uh, I love y'all for listening, man. Thank you for hearing me out and for participating. I'll be back here next Wednesday, 10 p.m. Peace.
0: You sick for this one, for this one, for this one.